Hey, hey, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 18th official Kessel Run Comics podcast. This is your host, Macadelic, and co-host... Skelly Boy. And for a hot minute, we took a break, but now we're back, and we're tuning in to some Chom Entertainment. So, for this week, we don't have our typical top five where we're going to do a review and kind of give a grade for each book, but... We're just going to talk about some new dates. We're going to talk about a, a movie review. We're just going to kind of do a little bit of this and that. We do have a top five, but it's going to be the very end of the video. We're going to jump into speculation, new movie dates, and our review of Bloodshot first. So let's jump straight into that. That movie was not the best, in my opinion. Yeah. It was very hyped. You know, I felt like it had great marketing behind it. Definitely. You know, it's not the marketing team's fault. I feel like it was just the execution on it that let me down and everyone else I watched it because we watched it with six people, seven yeah. people. Uh, yeah, it was you, me, Gabe, Scout, Cameron, and Cameron. Five. Yeah. So it was the five of us. Yeah, okay. For some reason, I was thinking Matthew was there. That made it. I six. think he was supposed to come and it just kind of yeah. fell through. But oh, it was Tyler, I think. Oh, yeah, it was Tyler. Yeah. You said you might invite Tyler, but then you Yeah, that, that was the six. Okay, so we watched it with five people, and everyone, I think you had the highest grade on it. Yeah. What was it that you gave it? I'm pretty sure we, did we do out of five or out of ten? We did out of ten, because okay, I well gave then, it a six. Then I think I gave it a seven to a seven and a half. Yeah, I think I gave it like a six, six and a half, because it just, it was such a cheesy movie. I feel like it didn't focus on any of really Bloodshot and his feud. You know, because mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of the Bloodshot comic. Yeah, his backstory's cool, but the whole time he's fighting. How do you pronounce his name? Who? Rai? Yeah, the whole time him and Rai are at it, you yeah. know? And Rai doesn't even make an appearance. That's what really let me down. That was crazy. I was crazy. ready to see Rai more than I was ready to see Bloodshot. Because his, his books just look so much more interesting to me. I've never read them, but just looking at the covers, they look more appealing to me. So I was ready to see him in a movie, you know, it might kickstart me buying his comics. But he wasn't he wasn't even in it, you yeah, know? That was very disappointing. Um yeah, I really, really would like to see something like that, but they may be kind of staging up. Like they may have said, Okay, well, as far as Valiant goes, we do have a couple of characters that are really good characters that get bought a lot. Who's our lead guy? Bloodshot's our lead guy. I'm not disagreeing with you. They yeah. definitely should have put Rye in the movie, but by not putting him in the movie, that almost sets up for, okay, well, is the next thing you're going to do Rye? And then after you, after we have our Bloodshot movie and our Rye, like maybe that third movie is the one where they fight. You know, yeah. kind of the same premise of like, you got your Predator movies, you got your Alien movies, and then you got AVP. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, that would be neat. You know, I would wish we would get some confirmation or even rumors of that you know but there hasn't even been rumors of a rye movie yeah you know but it was just cheesy it was a cheesy action movie it was kind of that good bad if that makes sense it was almost like you ever seen a b-horror movie Mm -hmm. like it's it's bad on purpose and that's what makes it good (laughs) it was almost like that because you can't tell me some of the lines he said weren't intentional yeah some of the lines were cheesy and what one of the big things that we talked about was his acting, Vin Diesel. I mean. Yeah, Vin Diesel isn't the best actor. We all know that, but it's just 
he fits a stereotype of an yeah. action movie star. Yeah. To a T. And that's why he gets the roles he does. It's not his acting ability. He's no Johnny Depp. You know, he's no Tom Cruise. He's Vin Diesel. He shows up. He knows how to throw around a gun and look badass doing it. You know? Exactly. And, and so it might have been really stretching his limit, you know? Right. It might not have even been the the screenwriting that was bad. It mm-hmm. could have just been him. I'm not sure. I don't, like, have any problem with Vin Diesel movies. Triple X has been one of my favorite movies forever. Yeah, and a lot of people love Riddick. Yeah, Riddick. Don't even get me started on Riddick. <laughs> Son, I've, I love Riddick. But how do you feel about it? I mean, ultimately, my score reflects exactly how I feel. I liked it more than I didn't like it. And yeah. when you asked me instantly after we gave scores, would you watch this again? I'm pretty sure, again, I was the only one in the room to have a positive answer. Like, I was like, yeah, I'd watch it again. Well, I said I would watch it again with you. Yeah. You know? It's not something I would watch. I'm not going to sit at home, even though I own the movie. I'm not going to sit on but you know what? I'm going to give that another watch through. But if me and you were hanging out and we just wanted to watch some cheesy action movie for some reason, sure, bud, let me log into my Google Play account. You know? Let me get my $20 worth. <laughs> I've never been ripped off so hard in my life. Jeez. I hate that you feel that way. But, I mean. Not, the, the the situation, the the company was worth it. Yeah, I was about to say. The time with the boys. Yeah, that made it worth it. Yeah. Honestly, I. I think now that I'm, you know, just dwelling on it and really trying to think back to watching the movie, I almost want to say most of the other characters had more dialogue than Bloodshot himself. Like Bloodshot, yeah, the character really didn't talk all that much. Like he did, obviously, he has to because he's the main character, but he really didn't talk all that much. Yeah, the main villain in the movie, I can't remember the guy's name, was more prominent. And talking, you know, it was all about hunting down Bloodshot, right? You know, because it was a very aggressive flip from oh, he's a human, he's a soldier, he's Bloodshot, Bloodshot's escaped, and now Bloodshot's doing what he wants to do, you know? Yeah, and they didn't really give Bloodshot any lines, it was just oh, Bloodshot has memories, oh no, and then everyone was hunting him down, and everyone doing the hunting, plenty of dialogue, you know, and they were all decent actors, yeah. And, but I don't know, maybe if they would just gave more lines, I would feel different about it, you know? True, true. All right. Um, I mean, since we're, are we going to give our own rate? I mean, we already said our ratings originally yeah. from watching the movie. And my, I was at like 7.5 territory, and you were about a point lower, point and a half lower at 6 to 6.5, right? Yeah, that's why I stand still. You know, I might watch it, I might go up a little bit, but it's a 6.5 at the best right now. Yeah, I think I recall saying that I wouldn't give it over an 8. And yeah. that's why I'm 775. Yeah. And I usually try and give stuff the benefit of the doubt, so that's why I think I'm going to stick solemnly at 75. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our next piece of news to talk about, the New Mutants, the team that we've been talking about since the beginning of even rumors of Dawn, like the Dawn, new Dawn of X titles yeah. for X-Men. This movie has been canceled and pushed back and just for years. I mean, I think they originally said they were going to do a New Mutants movie back in 2016, something like that, and it, it got, you know, di- either didn't get funding or just didn't get, uh, you know, a really good shoot, didn't have great casting. I don't know, because I didn't hear about all that. 
Yeah. I think you were the one who told me about that, that it had been planned multiple times and then just kind of fallen through like two or three different times before this. Yeah, it it was one of those movies where you would hear about it, and my dad kept up with the movies back, you know, around that time more than I did. Mm-hmm. And he would, told me about it one day, and I remember I was like, oh, that's neat, you know, because I love X-Men. So immediately he told me, he was like, hey, I heard about this new Mutants movie. It's, you know, based off the X-Men. I was like, cool. I looked into it a little bit, and then it just, you know, never happened. I don't remember why, but I remember hearing about it, you know, hearing the rumors, and then just nothing, you know. It's just right. stagnant. Just kind of fell flat. Yeah, and that, that happens a lot in the movie industry, so I didn't really, like, look into it more. But then it came back, you know, recently. Right. And, of course, right whenever it happens, you know, right in the Dawn of X hype, they got their own series, and it's a good series. The New Mutant series right now, fire. Great. Would recommend 10 out of 10. You know, the classic books spiking in price. Me and you were speculating on that for a while, you know, oh, yeah. which ones were going to spike. And right whenever they're like, okay, it's coming out, good old Corona. Got to ruin it. Yeah, really, like two to three weeks before it was going to come out because we got hit with corona here in north carolina or hit with like the shutdowns and stuff yeah um about middle of march and that was april 4th was the original release date so now we're reporting that there is a new premiere schedule and supposedly it says it's a movie premiere schedule so that makes me think that it's actually going to be on the silver screen and not a at-home release, the way Bloodshot was and the way some of these other movies are going to be. But that date has now been officially made August 28th of this year. So we're not going to... It's not like Venom where, you know, we were going to get it in October or November and now it's pushed back to next spring. So we've got to wait more than a year. Yeah. We still... I mean, yeah, we've got to wait about six months, but, I mean, I'd rather wait six more months and get it right there at the tail end of the summer than just not get it at all the way we thought just a week ago yeah, and i mean that's kind of why i expected if anything for this movie because it seemed like they were about through with it you know mm-hmm. yeah. with it being right there at it i figured as soon as they get any kind of leeway to put it out there they were going to jump at it you know i feel like they were just waiting because of course everyone well besides universal wants to do you know big movie theater style premieres yeah and you know, I feel like they've just been waiting for their first chance at that, and that might be it. You might be right. It may be. Or that may be the longest they're willing to wait. You know? Yeah. It could be that. They just really want to get it out there, and they're just, you know, all them actors probably want their cut. Either way, I'm looking forward to two things. Thing number one, and most importantly, I'm looking forward to having a big, large tub of popcorn and be sitting in that theater on August 28th watching it. Whether in Wilmington, whether in Fayetteville, wherever I gotta be, I'm gonna see it opening night. Because that's how excited I am. And then number two, I was disappointed because I put so much time and money into hunting down the key issues and making sure they were stocked here in the store. And I'm still worried about that right now. But all of that hype kind of just, you know, got the air sucked out of the balloon. It just kind of went away, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I love the New Mutants personally, so having these books that I've spent money and time hunting down, oh, well, like, you know, they're going to sell eventually, but now I'm happy that the hype's back and potentially more people are going to be excited about it between now and August. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at that uh, cameo of Demon Bear that you have Mm -hmm. in the shop. I was just looking at it and asking about a price on it because I never got around to scooping one myself. 
Yes, sir. You know, I'm going to try and get uh, multiple copies. Those are... I actually just got first cameo of Demon Bear and first full appearance of Demon Bear. It was under that stack that you were holding. So I just slipped it over. <laughs> All right. Um, for the third and final piece of kind of like news before we break into that top five keys list. So we heard about, hmm, what would you say, like a month ago? A month and a half ago that Ahsoka Tano was going to appear in The Mandalorian Season 2. And Star Wars The Clone Wars number one was just going like through the roof. Especially 9.8s. Yeah. Slabbed. And I've seen a few signature series as well that have just been going for way more than they should. But it's because Star Wars fans (laughs) put prices on their books that they don't want to sell them. I mean, I'm guilty of that as well. Like, I mean... There's ultimately some books that I, you know I'd rather someone pre- pay a prettier penny for, and me get or me just get to hold on to it and look at it for a little while longer. So, another book, and this is the original piece that I want to talk about. So another book is spiking, and it's the three different books that Boba Fett made his appearances in in the original Marvel run. So the first one is Star Wars number forty-two. A lot of people know that as being the fourth part of the empire strikes back adaptation great that book is 40 years old yeah i mean this is the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back in 2020 and 42 is the first appearance 68 is the second appearance and it's an all boba fett cover it's a yellow background uh the cover is done by gene day it just looks absolutely beautiful and the contrast between boba's green and red with that yellow background just really makes everything pop and the end of his blaster kind of has like kind of that star fire type deal coming out of it it just looks really really cool and then the final boba fett book that's really going up is uh and it's going up the least of these three because it is the third appearance but it's the issue where boba fett escaped the sarlacc pit star wars issue 81 and all three of those books, 42, 68, and 81, are all going for increased rates right now because they've said officially that Boba Fett is going to make an appearance somewhere in The Mandalorian Season 2. Oh, no. So, with both Ahsoka and Boba Fett going to be in it, and I also heard through the grapevine that Captain Rex is going to be in it, too. See, you ain't said no one I really care about besides Ahsoka, and she's old. See, it ain't Bosk, so I don't care. Hey, look, Bosk may show up. I mean, there's already been Trandoshans in Mando. As soon as Bosk shows up, that's when I'm on that hype train, you know? But, I mean, The Mandalorian was a great show, but I'm just not hyped, not going to buy any of these books. Yeah. Unless we get some Bosk action, then... I might be down with it. Well, see, I'm pretty sure the first appearance... I mean, it would have to be. The first appearance of Bosk would have to be the same book that Boba Fett's in. Because Boba Fett's first appearance is whenever Vader calls all the bounty hunters to his ship. So while Bosk isn't one of those characters that like everyone raves about, everybody respects, everybody knows that character, but there's not that many people who like him as much as you do. Yeah, so Bosk. Forty two just I mean, you'd have to open up the pages or I'd have to look it up on my tablet, like on a a online comic website, but I'm pretty sure forty two would be the same first appearance with Bosk. Well, I don't want to pay that much for it now. I mean, I get that, but hey, (laughs) it'll cool off. 
between now and when the Mandalorian comes out in the fall, like you could probably snipe something around August or September because like yeah. the Mando probably won't come on until October, November. Yeah. So I just gotta wait it out. You just gotta wait for it to cool down a little bit. I mean, that's how comics are. They're like stocks, baby. Like just going up and down in money. Yeah. And people's attention are being either dragged away or dragged to them. Constantly, you gotta be focused. Exactly. Gotta keep up with them. Oh, there's before we get into the because I feel like you're about to transition into the top five. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the AMC Universal stuff? Oh gosh, I mean we can a little bit. I don't really know nearly enough to kind of talk about it. Well, there's not really that much to talk about. Okay. You know, I mean, well, I just feel like then. we need to let people know because yeah. everyone doesn't keep up with the news like we do. Right. But anybody that you know has kids might want to know right. just because they have so many big titles for kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, for anyone that doesn't know, when Trolls World World Tour dropped digitally. During the coronavirus, Universal officially said they made more going straight to digital than the original Trolls movie did. And I think it was six months in theaters. And they said they made more in a week going straight to digital. And AMC clapped back and was like, okay, we're not showing any more of your movies. And Universal was just like, okay, have fun with that. And for anyone that doesn't know, Universal has so many big titles. Like, I'm talking Fast and Furious, Jurassic World. That's just the two biggest ones that I like, you know, that I follow. But yeah. also Trolls, several kids, you know, series. I'm pretty sure they own Ice Age. I mean, doesn't Universal own some of Hulk? Yeah, they own a lot of the Hulk stuff and some Spider-Man. Or they did. They yeah. did own some Spider-Man, say, not anymore. now Disney and Sony. Yeah. Mostly Sony. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they still own part of Hulk. And that's just so, you know, that, that's a hard hit to AMC, yeah. definitely. But for them to just have what it takes to be like, okay, we won't show you anymore. And, like, not be bluffing, you know? Like, not hit them with the, okay, we're sorry afterwards. That speaks volumes to how little AMC actually cares about their movies. Right. You know? Yeah. And I might not get a Stubbs membership now. Because mm. I was thinking about it for a while. Yeah. I have, like, the free, or, yeah, it's free. I have, like, the free Stubbs membership. Yeah. Like, basically where you don't get, you know, all the free, like, three free movies a week or whatever. Yeah. But where you get to accumulate points and spend points. Yeah, I have that. Okay. Yeah, but I'm talking about the one where you use, like, the fast lane. Yeah. And all that stuff. The paid one. I'm, no, I'm not getting that. Yeah. Well, see, if there were more properties from Universal that... I was really into, then I would be down to do something like that. But, I mean, really, the two that you named, only one of those I really like. Like, I think Fast is overplayed, but, I I mean, Jurassic's pretty cool. Whether it be Jurassic World or the old, you know, Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, ultimately, if they're making more money doing... Trolls, I mean, or Universal, I mean, by going digitally with that movie, and they want to do that, I mean, hey, I think AMC has the ability to say, all right, then, well, we just won't play your movies. And I kind of, I mean, since it didn't get disrespectful, I'm fine the way Universal handled that. Like, cool, bro. You know? Yeah, that's fine with us. Yeah, they also did The Invisible Man. Yeah, they do Hulk. Uh, Mortal Engines was a movie they did. Waterworld, Tremors back in the day. But there's just they, and the real big hitter is they have so much to do with some independent movies. 
Okay. Like, they put out The 40-Year-Old Virgin, you know? That was done by Independent Studio, but they were the ones that really pushed it out. Right. And I feel like that's what's going to make them take a big hit, you know? All the small indie people that would normally go to them and be like, hey, you know, we can, you can get a percentage, you yeah. know? Just get us in theaters. And just, I feel like that's a bigger hit than Fast and Furious, you know? Because there's so many small movies we might miss out on that yeah. we would normally get. That's what I was thinking about, was those small ones, but I can't remember what it was. Gotcha. That made me really care. They also did The Mummy. Cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's top five time. But like I said, this is not our typical top five where Jacob and I read these books and we're deciding to give a review and telling you about about all who create went into creating this individual issue. Um, but what we are, or what we have compiled is, so I looked on comics.gocollect.com. They usually special, specialize in CGC prices, while I like to reference Key Collector Comics for raw book prices. So while these are CGC prices, and four of our five books here in front of us are CGC'd for our list, we're starting off the list with a raw book and the number one Bronze Age seller right now. The number one Bronze Age seller is Amazing Spider-Man 252, the first appearance of the black suit. And right here in front of us, I have a newsstand, a crispy newsstand. That's pretty crisp. That, God, I told you whenever I first seen it, made my legs weak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I've got this thing, I think... So I've got it in a bagging board, so that's one board regularly. But I put two more boards outside the bagging board, but in this kind of like sheathed, harder plastic type deal just to give it more support so it didn't get any ticks or anything while it was in the box. And it's worked out perfectly. Like I mean, this thing is, like like we've said, I mean, no better word really other than crispy. Yeah, it's, to be as old as it is, it's. Uh, Oh, yeah. Pretty crispy, you know. I love the condition it's in. Right now, ASM 252, and like I said, I'm pulling these stats from comics.gocollect.com. This ASM 252 right now, like I said, again, is the number one Bronze Age seller. A 9.8 is going for $425. Like I said, the raw copy right here in front of us is I've only got a hundred bucks on it, but a nine point eight is four twenty five, and it drops off so harsh after that. A nine point six is going for somewhere in the wheelhouse of one seventy. That's crazy. That is. That's not even like the typical nine point eight to nine point six just being half. Yeah. Because I mean, if it was half, we'd be sitting right right around two hundred bucks. Yeah, but this is such a phenomenal issue. Oh for yeah, Spider Man. You know. Yeah. I feel like it carries a little extra weight with it. Definitely. And that's where you get that hard hit for it not being the super crisp 9.8. I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. This issue kicked off Spider-Man having his black suit and he did it all the way through 300. So, for including this issue for the next 48 after, he was wearing a black suit. It wasn't until 301 he went back to the red suit. That's so many issues. Yeah, like that span, like people don't understand, even if comics are, were at that time, and they were, coming out monthly, especially Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Batman have almost always been monthlies. Yeah. But this, or now, 
they're twice a month. Yeah. I mean, current day. But back in the day, they were the first two books individually to get their monthly run. But this book, dude, just... Over three years. Yeah, I was about to say, like, 48 books, or, you know, uh, roughly 48 books, 49 books, if you count 252. Yeah, that, like, dude, that's years of him being black Spider-Man. Imagine how many people got introduced to Spider-Man with a black suit. Yeah, and then, like, were... That's insane. I mean, I'm sure they understood that from all the back issues and everything at the time. Like, yeah, Spider-Man has a red and blue suit, but you're right. Like, if imagine if you started reading at 260. Yeah. And you read all the way up to 300. Like, your first 40 issues in your collection are Black Suit Spider-Man. Yeah. That's that's nutty. Yeah. That is pure nutty. For real. I love this book, though. And I, at some point, am going to try and get a few more copies of this. And this might be the one that I send to CGC. Just because of how we've talked about how clean it is. And this... I would also be willing to throw the extra few dollars to get it cleaned and pressed. I mean, it doesn't need a press, but like just to give it a clean and a press, just to go ahead and basically incentivize that they give me that nine eight. Yeah. That. Yep. And that's number five on our list, ladies and gentlemen. Jacob, why don't you introduce number four? Number four. I remember when this book dropped. The shop was getting call after call after call after call. Do you have this book? Can you get it reserved? Do you have this book? Can I get it reserved? Mac was having to limit people on it. I mean, it was insane. He was limiting this book like they like they limit toilet paper now. Like, <laughs> I mean, really though, that's not an exaggeration. And we have a Batman, eighty nine, the first cameo appearance of punchline. Yeah, punchline, and. It's in a 9.8. I haven't read this book because I'm not a huge Batman fan, but just the weight this book carries behind it, Harley Quinn's replacement, you know, it's just a cameo, granted, but it's a heck of a cameo, you know? That cameo carries a lot of weight to be a side character. Yeah, it's wild. One thing that I don't think enough people gave credit to was, man, we got Batman's rogues gallery on the very front cover and this it just looked the cover of this book more so than anything i think i like because i I haven't really bought into i mean since comics got halted in the middle of the whole punchline hype the punchline hype is going to come back yeah for sure 10 out of 10 gonna come back hard oh yeah but this right here when this dropped and then even even more so whenever uh year of the villain hell arisen number three came out i'm still not bought on or sold on punchline especially after this though because people were raving about this book for the girl's chin and her mouth right yeah because you literally get to see like i think her you don't even see eyes you see either mouth and chin or you see nose mouth and chin yeah it it was a very weak cameo oh yeah like I, i thought i'd seen some weak cameos until this dropped and you know like you said the cover is really the best thing about it in my opinion and, you know, everyone was reserving them. But if you had plenty of them, I was going to buy one just to have it for the cover. Yeah. Because I might not like Punchline, and I might not be a big Batman fan, but I do love some of the Rogue's Gallery, you know? Yeah. Like Penguin, Riddler, Harley. I love all of them. Batman and Joker and Catwoman, eh, not the biggest fan. But just the way they're all executed here is phenomenal. This artist is phenomenal, you know? Who did that cover? That's Tony S. Daniel? It's up top. 
Yeah, Tony S. Daniel. Yeah, man, he's good. Right now, uh, as you said, we're holding a CGC 9.8. We actually have two Batman 89s at 9.8. And uh, this book right now on Go Collect says 120. I've got 130 on it. Um, but obviously, any prices I have on stuff, I would let you know whether it's subjective or not. Um, yeah, it's crazy the fall off for me on this book. You know, you'd think with the hype and with a 9.8 going for 120 that a 9.6 would be at least 100 bucks. Like, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but, I mean, the way people have treated this book or were, as you said, when it first came out, like, it's opening comic week. Yeah, I would believe that 9.6 would be at least 100 bucks. But, I mean, a $45 fall off isn't that bad. So, as I just said, 9.8120, I might have to pick up like a 9.6 just for her movie reveal. I mean, dude, yeah, like that would be sick. <laughs> That's I an wonder, investment. I wonder how long they would wait to take a modern character that they just introduced like that to put in a movie. Probably not long. Really? You know? I feel like the only thing that made him wait so long for, like, Batman and, like, all of his villains to be in a movie was just special effects to advance to the right degree to properly portray a superhero to the extent of Batman and his villains. Because, like, Mr. Freeze, for example, you can't do Mr. Freeze without some level of special effects. Oh, yeah. You know? He's not like the Hulk, you know? Right. The Hulk, you can just paint a buff man green and call it a day like they did for the original Hulk movie. For uh, you know, damn, what is his name, man? He's Italian. Jeez. I don't, I don't dedicate that to memory uh, because I don't want to. Dude, my dad's talked about him so many times, though. Like I should remember. Yeah, Woody doesn't like that movie, so yeah. he's only told me not to watch it. <laughs> but you know, there are certain characters that you just can't portray properly. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, That's Lou Ferrigno. He was he did a good job, like. For the time. Yeah. But I mean, like you said, for the time. Yeah, for the time. But I feel like with a modern with modern technology, it's a whole lot easier to show these characters and their full effect. So I don't think it would take that long to get a punchline. You know, maybe a year. Right. Two years at the max, I feel. Because, I mean, think about it. They just brought back New Mutants. That's already getting a movie. True that. You know? They aren't really... DC and Marvel are in such a heated race you know, as far as movies goes, they're just trying to milk anything new at this right. point. Everything that everyone knows has been done and milked. True. So I don't think I said this about 89, but right now Batman 89 is the third most sought after book that's considered a new book. They have a new modern bronze and silver tab on uh, Go Collect's website. But the new books, I'm not sure how much of a range we've got on that. I think it's just in the last year or in the last few months, like basically since 2020. And yeah, so, I mean, Batman 89 is number three on that list. Everything that we picked for our top ten or our top five list is a top three from either silver, bronze, modern, or, or new. So, with number five and number four out of the way, we're going to introduce number three, which starts kind of in that wheelhouse with Disney Plus. So, I've got Savage She-Hulk number 1 
at a 9.0 in my hand. And let me tell you, so this is the third most selling or highest, the third, not highest seller. I shouldn't say that because that makes it sound like I'm talking about money when I'm talking about popularity as in copies sold. Right now, the third most popular book is Savage She-Hulk number one. This book right now in a 9.8 is going for 425 and the 9.6 fall off is 160. What do you think about that? What's the first number? That's kind of crazy. It's 425 in a 9.8. Mm-hmm. And then it goes all the way down. Excuse me, I said 160. It's 180 in a 9.6. All these books have such hard drop-offs. Yeah, I know. And what's crazy is the prices that get put on there or what they're selling for, not what they're probably valued at. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's I not. Mean, obviously, it, value is subjective depending yeah, on who you're You can't go off to. of that when it comes to comic books, you know? Right. Because for someone like me that's a huge Doom fan, for the first appearance of Doom, if I had the money, you could milk me for that book, you know? <laughs> if it was in a 9.8. <laughs> you know? So, it's, like you said, it's subjective. Right. Like, there are people that, you know, spend everything just to get their one character that they love in a 9.8. Like, their keys. Yeah. You know, so that's really subjective. So, you have to go off of what it's selling for. Right. You know, that way that one guy that is willing to spend that 10K on that book doesn't just make it spike up all of a sudden. You have to go off of averages. Right. So, ultimately, the hype around Savage She-Hulk is built from... Her Disney Plus show coming out. It's not coming out this... No, it's What's not coming year? out this year. It's next year. Yeah, with yeah. Moon Knight. Yep, it's Moon Knight next year, She-Hulk next year, and Kamala Khan. Oh, no, it, no, Loki's this year. Loki, oh, yeah. Yeah, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, not What If. What If is next year. Yeah, I know. I said not What If. Mando Season 2? No, I'm talking strictly superhero uh. stuff. There's something else that's coming out this year. What, what it, 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 you So the three that are coming out next year for Disney oh, Plus. Oh, Scarlet Witch. The Vision. Yeah, thing. it is Scarlet Witch and Vision. That's what comes out this year. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this year is Vision and Scarlet Witch. Um, Boy, I just had a brain fart. I literally was about to repeat all three of them, and then just like it left my brain. It said, <laughs> no, we don't feel like talking. It's Scarlet and Vision. It's <laughs> the Loki one. And Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, there you go. And those are the three this year, while the three next year are Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight. Yeah, and What If. Uh, Yeah, and I think What, what if, if, too. Yeah. But What If's animated, not live action. Well, that's still Which I think, I'm what, more interested in that. I was about to say, I think that has greater potential because it's animated. Yeah. Definitely. You know how many actors they'd have to have with all the What If series? Oh, yeah. You know that's It would be and, reckless. <laughs> Yeah, you can just hire people to do voices for animated. Yeah. So much better. Works out a lot better. Boy, this book is so beautiful. I know. I really I'm really, really surprised that it's a nine oh, but I think it's more because of, like the back. Because the back's white and along the spine there's just so yeah. much like dirt like And there's a little dinge. piece of that on the front too. Yeah, know? like right there under that staple. I feel like if it wasn't even on the front, you know, it was still would have been like a nine four. Yeah. You know? If it was just on the back. Yeah, it's a very presentable nine point oh. Yeah, it's insane. And, like, all the color just stayed so true on it. That's what I'm really looking at right now. So many right. of the colors stayed vivid. Yeah. That's insane. What you doing, CGC? Why are you, why are you murdering this book like that? Exactly. 
Because well, I would, I didn't send it in. It was because I bought it from someone else. Somebody oh. else sent it in. You see, if I if I send a book in, like they're gonna put some respect on my name. Boy, give me a flathead screwdriver. <laughs> send it <in> the back. <laughs> You're gonna crack it and get it clean and pressed, and then send it back. I mean, shoot, like that might. If it was gonna get nine point six territory, it'd be worth it. I would be worth it. Yeah, ten out of ten. But. IDK it being like if it only came back a nine two or nine four or just retained the same then yikes weep yeah exactly I would be weeping all right ladies and gentlemen that's gonna bring us into number two so number two on our list is coming back to a new book and we're gonna talk about the first full appearance of punchline and i'm not saying that because that's what i believe it is because she really only got like maybe one two pages maybe just a two-page spread of action in hella risen number three but that's what's printed on top on the keynotes is first full appearance of punchline so that's what we're gonna go with so anyway punchline hella risen number three a 9.8 right now is going for 120 bucks, so the exact same price as the Batman 89, which is hard for me to believe. Yeah, that's based, insane. I was about to say, based on the fact that not only is she more prevalent in this book, but if we're talking about what makes comics rare is the difficulty to hunt them down. Mm-hmm. 89 was the one no one could adjust their final order cutoffs. No one could order more copies. It was just, oh well, oops, I accidentally ordered this many. I need more. Guess we're going to second and third printing and probably beyond. Yeah. But with this book, with Hella Risen number three, we had time to adjust our final order cutoff. Like, this wasn't a book that just, you know, got dropped in our lap kind of the way 89 did yeah i remember that 89 dropped and everyone lost it yeah everyone went bananas so for 89 and for hella risen number three to be the same price that just doesn't even really seem right to me to me i will not sell my 89s for less than what i'm going to sell my hella risens for and that's strictly because the 89s are harder to get and the 89 if you want first appearance period like we're not talking cameos or fools just appearing yeah that's it that's the first appearance is 89 and as much as we probably don't like that or as much as i don't like that i mean that's just the fact of the matter yeah i feel that and the only the only reason this book got higher on the list was because of it being the full appearance instead of the cameo yeah because the price are the same does it but does this book drop as hard as 89 so right now Hella Risen at a 9.8, again, is 120. The 9.6 is 65. So what is that of a drop-off? I'm a bot. I was picking. I was looking at the price you have on it, so I didn't hear what you said. Got you. I said, uh, so right now, You're the Villain, Hella Risen, number three, at a 9.8 is 120, and the 9.6 is 65. So is that what? a $55 drop-off? Yeah. 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 So then 89, again, is 120 for the 9.8, but 75. So it, it, it's doesn't, it, has, it doesn't have the same drop-off. It has a $45 drop-off rather than a $55 drop-off. Yeah, it's a $10 difference. So, yeah. The price is practically, I mean, they're saying on GoCollect that they're identical prices for 9.8s, 
and there's a ten dollar difference in the nine sixes. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with that again because you know it's paying more respect to eighty nine than it is Hell of Risen three. And yeah. to me, like when we're old men twenty years or you know middle aged men twenty years from now. And we're talking about, you know, the comics that we used to collect back in the day. Like, 89 is going to be the first appearance of Punchline to me. Yeah, definitely. I feel that. All right. Are you, ladies and gentlemen, ready for the number one book on our list and is the number one modern book on Go Collect in popularity? We're talking about the first appearance of Carnage Kalidas Cassidy, ASM 361. Right now, we're holding a 9.6. We at, Here at Kessel Run, we have a 9.6 and a 9.4, but we pulled out all our best books to look at while we were doing the top five list. So, I mean, it really, the crazy thing to me about 9, 9.8s versus 9.6s is you really can't find, you know, what's the, di- like, what's the difference. A 9.6 versus a 9.8, you know? What do you mean? Is the case cracked? No, the case isn't cracked. That's a, that's a what's it called? That's a like the bag that's oh, inside it's it. Not, you can't see it on the rest of the books. Hmm. That's why I was like, what? Maybe it was something. I'm not sure what that is. That's not, I don't think that's a crack though. Yeah, that's not on the rest of them. I don't think it's a crack only because it's congruent on both sides. Oh. Like, look, either on the back or the front. It's the same. It's not on the front. What do you mean? It's not on the front. No, oh, I'm not saying that you can see that strip on the front. Oh. I'm saying, like, where it goes, like, look oh, on the yeah, front again, it, yeah. where it goes down like that. Yeah. Like, it's identical. Maybe it's something to hold it in place. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. it may be something that they the book use might on be older like books. Thin or something, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was like, what is that? But... But right now, a, an ASM 361 is going for $400 in a 9.8. And then the 9.6 falloff is 170 You said 9.6 falloff is 170 Yeah, like it's 170 Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got 270 on that. That's insane. Yeah, like you think I'm going to sell like a beautiful looking 9. Point, and see, this is the thing that me and Dad talked about is unless there is one big defect – on a book that mm-hmm. knocked it down from 9.8 to 9.6, you can't look at a 9.8 and a 9.6 and say, okay, this is like if we take away the grade, if I covered the grade and didn't let you see which one, and I said, tell me which one's the 9.8 and tell me which one's the 9.6, 99% of people aren't going to be able to. And that 1%, most of the time, are just getting lucky. Man, it's crooked. <laughs> Well, hey, however it's placed in there is how they place Man, it. I'm not that. picky about how they center it. Matthew mm. is very picky about how it's centered. You know something? This huh. is going to sound very dumb of me, but for some reason, I like the the ad on the back of this book a lot. No, dude, I like, like the, it's See, a, that, that's one of the alluring things to me about CGCs. Because, like, you know uh, Thor 337? Or, mm-hmm. no, is it 377? Dude, I always do this. I always get what's it called. I always just get that number confused and i'm but not this, this like, forgotten realms ad on the back of this book okay it's 337 is enchanting yeah 337 the first appearance of beta ray bill yeah this book on the back of it on its ad is a ad for the return of the jedi home video game 
Yeah, I have that. That was coming out. Remember, I have the um, whatchamacallit for that book. What? House. Like a facsimile? Yeah. Really? You've seen it. The one I got when I was little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, it, had, it has that on the back of it. And so, like, I've wanted to get a 337 newsstand, you know, and just get it slabbed. <laughs> Hopefully it's a 9.8 and just get to look at that ad. Yeah. I mean, the ad, the ads on the back, I feel like in comic culture are more important for sure than the ones that are inside. Yeah, Like, definitely. sometimes there's cool ads on the inside, but, like, the ads on the back are the premium ad. Why do you think it's on the back? See, you say that, but you, do you know how many books growing up, like, right there in the early 2000s and stuff, when Woody would go buy me comics as a kid, do you know how many of them had dang Eminem ads? Yeah. A ton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much money Eminem's were shoveling at Marvel. I mean, M&M's were that candy in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, and they, it was so prevalent in comics. Like, I bet some M&M fiends loved them ads, you know? But I just, I hated it. Dude, I just thought of, like, the most horrific thing ever. What? So, you know how bad, like... So, imagine going to the comic shop back in... I'm going to set the date. Let's say it's 97, like the year I was born. Mm-hmm. So we go into, like, and say we're able to go back in time, like as ourselves right now. We go into a comic shop in 97 and we buy any comic, like whatever our favorite, like at the time, if there's a Booster Gold, then that's what you get. I get an AS, whatever the most recent ASM book is at the time. And they also sell candy at the shop and we're like oh there's a cool m&m ad on the back of it or we see some kid like grab a comic book and it's like i want to get some m&ms too it's like a hot summer day and he goes outside and sits on a bench and he's just sitting there like reading his comics and like throwing m&ms like in his hand and like they're just melting to his hand stop i knew that's where you were going the pages and it's just getting like the blue and the red and the green and the yellow yeah and just staining up all the right side of that book you're gonna make me throw that kid away I mean, I'd probably throw that kid away too. But I knew exactly. Well, as dude. soon as you said "little kid," I, knew you were going. I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna say he's gonna say melted candy." Jacob was literally like that meme. No, 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 no. Dude, I freaking love that. But yeah, I mean, I could not imagine like. See, that's part of the reason I haven't sold candy. Like, you got me to sell chips, and, like, people wanted me to sell drinks and stuff, and I'm fine doing that. But, like, yeah, I couldn't imagine selling, like, candy and stuff like that. And, and look, I may be eating my words, like, six months, a year from now, and I might start selling some candy. But I can tell (laughs) you what, nobody who's eating candy is touching a book outside of bag and board unless they bought it. You're going to sell candy as soon as I get a job at Hershey's. Whoa, And I push it in here. Don't even... Don't even joke about something like that. I went to Hershey Park one time and saw the factory and everything, and it's amazing. I love Hershey. Oh, <sighs> But, boy, this is a good book. One of our good friends, Cameron, has one of these on his wall. Yeah, he actually got it for me. Yeah, he, he made a joke about it the other day. Because we were talking about comics, and he was talking about how he doesn't really like mess with comics all that heavy. And then he was like, me with my $200 book on the wall. <laughs> Says I don't like comics. Basically. I was like, dang, you're right. You got an expensive book. That thing's not $200, though. Yeah. I only charged him. Well, well, and maybe now. Actually, let me yeah, see. Let's it's see spiked. Let's see what, uh, I was about to say, let's see what Cameron's return on investment is. Because Cameron bought a 9.0 from me probably three or four months. Shoot, it might be four or five months at this point. But he bought it for me School for 100 thing. bucks. 
hundred bucks flat. And right now, a nine point is going for one ten. But see, what's crazy is a nine point is one ten, an eight point five is one ten, and eight point is a hundred. So like from eight point let me do eight point up to nine point two, because that's really what shocks me. So eight point oh, a hundred dollars. Eight point five, one ten. Nine point oh, one ten. So nine point oh and eight point five, same price apparently. Nine point two, one twenty. So only a ten dollar difference from the nine point oh. Nine point four is at one thirty. So like literally those fir- the like other than a nine point eight and a nine point six, like what are you even buying? Yeah, you buy that's this? that like high mid low. High range, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not buying a 9.4, 9.6, 9.8, like, dude, I mean, you you are making that investment. Like, I'm glad Cameron got that 9.0 for me for 100 because when – I I was going to say when November came, he was going to be getting his money's worth. Like, I mean, obviously, he said he's never going to sell it. Like, that's something he's going to collect. You don't understand how much that man loves Cletus Cassidy. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, imagine that Cameron saves up between now and then, and he the 9.0 just goes through the roof. And he sells the 9.0 to then take the money that he saved and the money he gets from the 9.0 to buy like a 9.6 or a 9.8 and then keep that one. Like, actually keep it. Like, never sell that. Do you know a book I'm never going to get rid of Huh? that I thought about the other day? What's that? That JLA number one that I looked for. Yeah. For like... With Wolverine and Doom in it. Yeah, and Cable. And Cable. For, I looked for that book for six months, I think. Like, do you know how dumb that is? For a book from 97... That's crazy. See, that would be what you picked up no. if we went back. Boy. That Fresh kid, off the stands. That kid would be thrown away so fast. That kid would get yeeted. What if he just put M&M stains all over your book? Boy. Mm, M&M stains. Someone is about to get a spanking. Someone's about to get a clapping. That's what's going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Unless Jacob has anything else to say about our number one. No, nah, I'm good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this was a fun podcast. Unfortunately, it was a little uh, unconventional compared to what we normally do. But, hey, we always make sure to have fun and have a good time. And, I mean, ultimately, we're always bantering about comics. And that's what's important. May the force be with all of you. Jacob, do you have a sayonara that you'd like to give our people? No, not really. Just ideas. Dang, that's crazy. He doesn't even want to say bye to y'all. See y'all next week. All right, my friends. Over and out.